Chapter Twenty Two of Struggles and Triumphs, or Forty Years' Recollections of P. T. Barnum, written by himself. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. Struggles and Triumphs of P. T. Barnum, Chapter Twenty Two close of the campaign part one after five concerts in st louis we went to nashville tennessee where we gave our sixty-sixth and sixty-seventh concerts in this country at the first ticket auction in that city the excitement was considerable and the bidding spirited as was generally the case after the auction was over one of my men happening in at a dry goods store in the town heard the proprietor say i'll give five dollars to any man who will take me out and give me a good horse-whipping i deserve it and am willing to pay for having it done to think that i should have been such a fool as to have paid forty-eight dollars for four tickets for my wife two daughters and myself to listen to music for only two hours makes me mad with myself and i want to pay somebody for giving me a thundering good horse-whipping I am not sure that others have not experienced a somewhat similar feeling when they became cool and rational and the excitement of novelty and competition had passed away. While at Nashville, Jenny Lynn, accompanied by my daughter, Mrs. Lyman, and myself, visited the Hermitage, the late residence of General Jackson. On that occasion, for the first time that season, we heard the wild mockingbirds singing in the trees. This gave Jenny Lynn great delight, as she had never before heard them sing except in their wire-bound cages. The first of April occurred while we were in Nashville. I was considerably annoyed during the forenoon by the calls of members of the company who came to me under the belief that I had sent for them. After dinner, I concluded to give them all a touch of April Fool. The following article, which appeared the next morning in the Nashville Daily American, my amanuensis, having imparted the secret to the editor will show how it was done a series of laughable jokes came off yesterday at the veranda in honor of all fools day mr barnum was at the bottom of the mischief he managed in some mysterious manner to obtain a lot of blank telegraphic dispatches and envelopes from one of the offices in the city and then went to work and manufactured astounding intelligence for most of the parties composing the Jenny Lynn suite. Almost every person in the company received a telegraphic dispatch written under the direction of Barnum. Mr. Barnum's daughter was informed that her mother, her cousin, and several other relatives were waiting for her in Louisville, and various other important and extraordinary items of domestic intelligence were communicated to her. Mr. Legrand Smith was told by dispatch from his father that his native village in connecticut was in ashes including his own homestead etc several of barnum's employees had most liberal offers of engagements from banks and other institutions at the north burke and others of the musical professors were offered princely salaries by opera managers and many of them received most tempting inducements to proceed immediately to the world's fair in london one married gentleman in mr barnum's suite received the gratifying intelligence that he had for two days been the father of a pair of bouncing boys mother and children doing well 
an event which he had been anxiously looking for during the week though on somewhat more limited scale in fact nearly every person in the party engaged by barnum received some extraordinary telegraphic intelligence and as the great impresario managed to have the despatches delivered simultaneously each recipient was for some time busily occupied with his own personal news by and by each began to tell his neighbors his good or bad tidings and each was of course rejoiced or grieved according to circumstances several gave mr barnum notice of their intentions to leave him in consequence of better offers and a number of them sent off telegraphic despatches and letters by mail in answer to those received the man who had so suddenly become the father of twins telegraphed to his wife to be of good cheer and that he would start for home to-morrow at a late hour last night the secret had not got out and we presume that many of the victims will first learn from our columns that they have been taken in by barnum and all fool's day from nashville jenny lynn and a few friends went by way of the mammoth caves to louisville while the rest of the party proceeded by steamboat while in havana i engaged senor salvi for a few months to begin about the tenth of april he joined us at louisville and sang in the three concerts there with great satisfaction to the public mr george d prentice of the louisville journal and his beautiful and accomplished lady who had contributed much to the pleasure of miss lynn and our party accompanied us to cincinnati a citizen of madison had applied to me on our first arrival in louisville for a concert in that place i replied that the town was too small to afford it whereupon he offered to take the management of it into his own hands and pay me five thousand dollars for the receipts the last concert at louisville and the concerts at natchez and wheeling were given under a similar agreement though with better pecuniary results than at madison as the steamer from louisville to cincinnati would arrive at madison about sundown and would wait long enough for us to give a concert i agreed to his proposition we were not a little surprised to learn upon arriving that the concert must be given in a pork house a capacious shed which had been fitted up and decorated for the occasion we concluded however that if the inhabitants were satisfied with the accommodations we ought not to object the person who had contracted for the concert came one thousand three hundred dollars short of his agreement which i consequently lost and at ten o'clock we were again on board the fine steamer ben franklin bound for cincinnati the next morning the crowd upon the wharf was immense i was fearful that an attempt to repeat the new orleans ruse with my daughter would be of no avail as the joke had been published in the cincinnati papers so i gave my arm to miss lynde and begged her to have no fears for i had hit upon an expedient which would save her from annoyance we then descended the plank to the shore and as soon as we had touched it the grand smith called out from the boat as if he had been one of the passengers that's no go mr barnum you can't pass your daughter off for jenny lynde this time the remark elicited a peal of merriment from the crowd several persons calling out that won't do barnum you may fool the new orleans folks but you can't come it over the buckeyes we intend to stay here until you bring out jenny lynde they readily allowed me to pass with the lady whom they supposed to be my daughter 
and in five minutes afterwards the nightingale was complimenting mr coleman upon the beautiful and commodious apartments which were devoted to her in the burnett house the crowd remained an hour on the dwarf before they would be convinced that the person whom they took for my daughter was in fact the veritable swede when this was discovered a general laugh followed the exclamation from one of the victims well barnum has humbugged us after all in passing up the river to pittsburgh the boat waited four hours to enable us to give a concert in wheeling it was managed by a couple of gentlemen in that city who purchased it for five thousand dollars in advance by which they made a handsome profit for their trouble the concert was given in a church at pittsburgh the open space surrounding the concert room became crowded with thousands of persons who foolishly refusing to accommodate each other by listening to the music disturbed the concert and determined us to leave the next morning for baltimore instead of giving a second concert that had been advertised legrand smith here paid me off for my april fool joke he induced a female of his acquaintance to call on me and reveal an arrangement which she pretended accidentally to have overheard between some scoundrels who were resolved to stop our stage-coach on the allegheny mountains and commit highway robbery the story seemed incredible and yet the woman related it with so much apparent sincerity that i swallowed the bait and remitting to new york all the money i had except barely enough to defray our expenses to baltimore i purchased several revolvers for such members of the company as were not already provided and we left pittsburgh armed to the teeth fortunately jenny lind and several of the company had left before i made this grand discovery and hence she was saved any apprehensions on the subject it is needless to say we found no use for our firearms we reached new york early in may eighteen fifty one and gave fourteen concerts in castle garden and metropolitan hall the last of these made the ninety-second regular concert under our engagement jenny lind had now again reached the atmosphere of her legal and other advisers and i soon discovered the effects of their influence i however cared little what course they advised her to pursue i indeed wished they would prevail upon her to close with her hundredth concert for i had become weary with constant excitement and unremitting exertion i was confident that if she undertook to give concerts on her own account she would be imposed upon and harassed in a thousand ways yet i felt it would be well for her to have a trial at it if she saw fit to credit her advisers assurance that i had not managed the enterprise as successfully as it might have been done at about the eighty-fifth concert therefore i was most happy to learn from her lips that she had concluded to pay the forfeiture of twenty-five thousand dollars and terminate the concerts with the one hundredth we went to philadelphia where i had advertised the ninety-second ninety-third and ninety-fourth concerts and had engaged the large national theatre on chestnut street it had been used for equestrian and theatrical entertainments but was now thoroughly cleansed and fitted up by max maritzek for italian opera it was a convenient place for our purpose one of her advisers a subordinate in her employ who was already itching for the position of manager made the selection of this building a pretext for creating dissatisfaction in the mind of miss lind 
I saw the influences which were at work, and not caring enough for the profits of the remaining seven concerts, to continue the engagement at the risk of disturbing the friendly feelings which had hitherto uninterruptedly existed between the lady and myself. I wrote her a letter offering to relinquish the engagement, if she desired it, at the termination of the concert which was to take place that evening, upon her simply allowing me a thousand dollars per concert for the seven which would yet remain to make up the hundred, besides paying me the sum stipulated as a forfeiture for closing the engagement at the one hundredth concert. Towards evening, I received the following reply. To P. T. Barnum, Esquire. My dear sir, I accept your proposition to close our contract tonight at the end of the 93rd concert on condition of my paying you $7,000 in addition to the sum I forfeit under the condition of finishing the engagement at the end of 100 concerts. I am, dear sir, yours truly, Jenny Lynn, Philadelphia, 9th of June, 1851. I met her at the concert in the evening, and she was polite and friendly as ever. Between the first and second parts of the concert, I introduced General Welch, the lessee of the National Theater, who informed her that he was quite willing to release me from my engagement of the building if she did not desire it longer. She replied that upon trial she found it much better than she expected, and she would therefore retain it for the remainder of the concerts. In the meantime, her advisers had been circulating the story that I had compelled her to sing in an improper place, and when they heard she had concluded to remain there, they beset her with arguments against it, until at last she consented to remove her concerts to a smaller hall. I had thoroughly advertised the three concerts in the newspapers within a radius of 100 miles from Philadelphia, and had sent admission tickets to the editors. On the day of the second concert, one of the new agents, who had indirectly aided in bringing about the dissolution of our engagement, refused to recognize these tickets. I urged upon him the injustice of such a course, but received no satisfaction. I then stated the fact to Miss Lynn, and she gave immediate orders that these tickets should be received. Country editors' tickets, which were offered after I left Philadelphia, were however refused by her agents, contrary to Miss Lynn's wish and knowledge, and the editors having come from a distance with their wives, purchased tickets, and I subsequently remitted the money to numerous gentlemen whose complimentary tickets were thus repudiated. Jenny then gave several concerts with varied success, and then retired to Niagara Falls, and afterwards to Northampton, Massachusetts. While sojourning at the latter place, she visited Boston, and was married to Mr. Otto Goldschmidt, a German composer and pianist to whom she was much attached, and who had studied music with her in Germany. He played several times in our concerts. He was a very quiet, inoffensive gentleman, and an accomplished musician. I met her several times after our engagement terminated. She was always affable. On one occasion, while passing through Bridgeport, she told me that she had been sadly harassed in giving her concerts. People cheat me and swindle me very much, said she, and I find it very annoying to give concerts on my own account. I was always supplied with complimentary tickets when she gave concerts in New York, and on the occasion of her last appearance in America, I visited her in her room back of the stage 
and bade her and her husband adieu with my best wishes she expressed the same feeling to me in return she told me she should never sing much if any more in public but i reminded her that a good providence had endowed her with a voice which enabled her to contribute in an eminent degree to the enjoyment of her fellow beings and if she no longer needed the large sums of money which they were willing to pay for this elevating and delightful entertainment she knew by experience what a genuine pleasure she would receive by devoting the money to the alleviation of the wants and sorrows of those who needed it ah mr barnum she replied that is very true and it would be ungrateful in me to not continue to use for the benefit of the poor and lowly that gift which our kind heavenly father has so graciously bestowed upon me yes i will continue to sing so long as my voice lasts but it will be mostly for charitable objects for i am thankful to say i have all the money which i shall ever need pursuant to this resolution the larger portion of the concerts which this noble lady has given since her return to europe have been for objects of benevolence if she consents to sing for a charitable object in london for instance the fact is not advertised at all but the tickets are readily disposed of in a private quiet way at a guinea and half a guinea each after so many months of anxiety labor and excitement in the jenny lind enterprise it will readily be believed that i desired tranquillity i spent a week at cape may and then came home to Iranistan, where I remained during the entire summer. Jenny Lynn Concerts Total Receipts, Excepting of Concerts Devoted to Charity New York $17,864.05 New York $14,203.03 Number 1 New York twelve thousand five hundred and nineteen dollars and fifty nine cents two new york fourteen thousand two hundred and sixty six dollars and nine cents three new york twelve thousand one hundred and seventy four dollars and seventy four cents four new york sixteen thousand twenty eight dollars and thirty nine cents five boston sixteen thousand four hundred and seventy nine dollars and fifty cents six boston eleven thousand eight hundred forty eight dollars and sixty two cents seven boston eight thousand six hundred and thirty nine dollars and ninety two cents eight boston ten thousand one hundred and sixty nine dollars and twenty five cents nine providence six thousand five hundred and twenty five dollars and fifty four cents ten boston ten thousand five hundred and twenty four dollars and eighty seven cents eleven boston five thousand two hundred and forty dollars twelve boston seven thousand five hundred and eighty six dollars thirteen philadelphia nine thousand two hundred and ninety one dollars and twenty five cents fourteen philadelphia seven thousand five hundred and forty seven dollars fifteen philadelphia eight thousand four hundred and fifty eight dollars and sixty five cents sixteen new york six thousand 
four hundred and fifteen dollars and ninety cents seventeen new york four thousand nine dollars and seventy cents eighteen new york five thousand nine hundred and eighty two dollars nineteen new york eight thousand seven dollars and ten cents twenty new york six thousand three hundred and thirty four dollars and twenty cents twenty one new york nine thousand four hundred and twenty nine dollars and fifteen cents twenty two new york nine thousand nine hundred and twelve dollars and seventeen cents twenty three new york five thousand seven hundred and seventy three dollars and forty cents twenty four new york four thousand nine hundred and ninety three dollars and fifty cents twenty five new york six thousand six hundred and seventy dollars and fifteen cents twenty six new york nine thousand eight hundred and forty dollars and thirty three cents twenty seven new york seven thousand ninety seven dollars and fifteen cents twenty eight new york eight thousand two hundred and sixty three dollars and thirty cents twenty nine new york ten thousand five hundred and seventy dollars and twenty five cents thirty new york ten thousand six hundred and forty six dollars and forty five cents thirty one philadelphia five thousand four hundred and eighty dollars and seventy five cents thirty two philadelphia five thousand seven hundred and twenty eight dollars and sixty five cents thirty three philadelphia three thousand seven hundred and nine dollars and eighty eight cents thirty four philadelphia four thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars and forty eight cents thirty five baltimore seven thousand one hundred and seventeen dollars thirty six baltimore eight thousand three hundred and fifty seven dollars and five cents thirty seven baltimore eight thousand four hundred and six dollars and fifty cents thirty eight baltimore eight thousand one hundred and twenty one dollars and thirty three cents thirty nine washington city six thousand eight hundred and seventy eight dollars and fifty five cents forty washington city eight thousand five hundred and seven dollars and five cents forty one richmond twelve thousand three hundred and eighty five dollars and twenty one cents forty two charleston six thousand seven hundred and seventy five dollars forty three charleston three thousand six hundred fifty three dollars and seventy five cents forty four havana four thousand six hundred and sixty six dollars and seventeen cents forty five havana two thousand eight hundred and thirty seven dollars and ninety two cents forty six havana two thousand nine hundred and thirty one dollars and ninety five cents forty seven new orleans twelve thousand five hundred and ninety nine dollars and eighty five cents forty eight new orleans ten thousand two hundred and ten dollars and forty two cents forty nine new orleans 
eight thousand one hundred and thirty one dollars and fifteen cents fifty new orleans six thousand nineteen dollars and eighty five cents fifty one new orleans six thousand six hundred and forty four dollars fifty two new orleans nine thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars and eighty cents fifty three new orleans seven thousand five hundred and forty five dollars and fifty cents fifty four new orleans six thousand fifty three dollars and fifty cents fifty five new orleans four thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars and twenty five cents fifty six new orleans four thousand four hundred and ninety five dollars and thirty five cents fifty seven new orleans six thousand six hundred and thirty dollars and thirty five cents fifty eight new orleans four thousand seven hundred and forty five dollars and ten cents fifty nine natchez five thousand dollars sixty memphis four thousand five hundred and thirty nine dollars and fifty six cents sixty one st louis seven thousand eight hundred eleven dollars and eighty five cents sixty two st louis seven thousand nine hundred and sixty one dollars and ninety two cents sixty three st louis seven thousand seven hundred and eight dollars and seventy cents sixty four st louis four thousand eighty six dollars and fifty cents sixty five st louis three thousand forty four dollars and seventy cents sixty six nashville seven thousand seven hundred and eighty six dollars and thirty cents sixty seven nashville four thousand two hundred and forty eight dollars sixty eight louisville seven thousand eight hundred and thirty three dollars and ninety cents sixty nine louisville six thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars and sixty cents seventy louisville five thousand dollars seventy one madison three thousand six hundred and ninety three dollars and twenty five cents seventy two cincinnati nine thousand three hundred and thirty nine dollars and seventy five cents seventy three cincinnati eleven thousand one dollar and fifty cents seventy four cincinnati eight thousand four hundred and forty six dollars and thirty cents seventy five cincinnati eight thousand nine hundred and fifty four dollars and eighteen cents seventy six cincinnati six thousand five hundred dollars and forty cents seventy seven wheeling five thousand dollars seventy eight pittsburgh seven thousand two hundred and ten dollars and fifty eight cents seventy nine new york six thousand eight hundred and fifty eight dollars and forty two cents eighty new york five thousand four hundred fifty three dollars eighty one new york five thousand four hundred and sixty three dollars and seventy cents eighty two new york seven thousand three hundred and seventy eight dollars and thirty five cents eighty three new york 
$7,179.27. New York, $6,641. New York, $6,917.13. New York, $6,642.04. Eighty-seven, New York, three thousand seven hundred thirty-eight dollars and seventy-five cents. Eighty-eight, New York, four thousand three hundred and thirty-five dollars and twenty-eight cents. Eighty-nine, New York, five thousand three hundred and thirty-nine dollars and twenty-three cents. Ninety, New York, four thousand eighty-seven dollars and three cents. Ninety-one. New York, $5,717.92, New York, $9,525.80, 93, Philadelphia, $3,852.75. Charity Concerts Of Miss Lynn's half-receipts of the first two concerts, she devoted $10,000 to charity in New York. She afterwards gave charity concerts in Boston, Baltimore, Charleston, Havana, New Orleans, New York, and Philadelphia, and donated large sums for the like purposes in Richmond, Cincinnati, and elsewhere. There were also several benefit concerts for the orchestra, Le Grand Smith, and other persons and objects. Recapitulation New York, 35 Concerts Receipts, $286,216.64. Average, $8,177.50. Philadelphia, eight concerts. Receipts, $48,884.41. Average, $6,110.55. Boston, seven concerts receipts seventy thousand three hundred and eighty eight dollars and sixteen cents average ten thousand fifty five dollars and forty five cents providence one concert receipts six thousand five hundred and twenty five dollars and fifty four cents average six thousand five hundred and twenty five dollars and fifty four cents baltimore Four concerts, receipts $32,101.88, average $8,000.47. Washington, two concerts, receipts $15,385.60, average $7,692.80. Richmond, one concert, receipts $12,385.21, average $12,385.21. Charleston, two concerts, receipts $10,428.75, average $5,214.37. Havana, three concerts, receipts $10,436.04, average $3,478.68, 
New Orleans, 12 concerts, receipts, $87,646.12, average, $7,303.84. Natchez, one concert, receipts, $5,000, average, $5,000. Memphis, one concert, receipts, $4,539.56, average, $4,539.56. St. Louis, five concerts, receipts, $30,613.67, average, $6,122.73. Nashville, two concerts, receipts, $12,000. $34.30, average $6,017.15. Louisville, three concerts, receipts $19,429.50, average $6,476.50. Madison, one concert, receipts $3,693.25. Average, $3,693.25. Cincinnati, five concerts. Receipts, $44,242.13. Average, $8,848.43. Wheeling, one concert. Receipts, $5,000. Average, $5,000. Pittsburgh, one concert. Receipts, $7,210.58. Average, $7,210.58. Total, 95 concerts. Receipts, $712,161.34. Average, $7,496.43. Jenny Lynn's Receipts. From the total receipts of 95 concerts, $712,161.34. Deduct the receipts of the first two, which, as between P.T. Barnum and Jenny Lynn, were aside from the contract and are not numbered in the table, $32,067.08. Total receipts of concerts from number 1 to number 93 $680,094.26. Deduct the receipts of the 28 concerts, each of which fell short of $5,500. $123,311.15. Also deduct $5,500 for each of the remaining 65 concerts, $357,500. $480,811.15. Leaving the total excess as above, $199,283.11. Being equally divided, Miss Lynn's portion was $99,641.55. I paid her $1,000 for each of the 93 concerts, $93,000. Also, one-half the receipts of the first two concerts, 
$16,033.54. Amount paid to Jenny Lynn, $208,675.09. She refunded to me as forfeiture per contract in case she withdrew after the 100th concert $25,000. She also paid me $1,000 each for the seven concerts relinquished, $7,000, $32,000. Jenny Lynn's net avails of 95 concerts, $176,675.09. P.T. Barnum's gross receipts after paying Miss Lynn $535,486.25. Total receipts of 95 concerts, $712,161.34. Price of tickets. The highest prices paid for tickets were at auction as follows. John N. Jenin, in New York, $225. Ocean E. Dodge, in Boston, $625. Colonel William C. Ross, in Providence, $650. M. A. Root, in Philadelphia, $625. Mr. Darcy, in New Orleans, $240. A keeper of Refreshment Saloon, in St. Louis, $150. A daguerreotypist, in Baltimore, $100. I cannot now recall the names of the last two. After the sale of the first ticket, the premium usually fell to $20, and so downward in the scale of figures. The fixed price of tickets ranged from $7 to $3. Promenade tickets were from 2 to $1 each. End of chapter 22. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona.